Universe the game. We're back. I'm Nick Zai, and I'm here with you today to get into parallel universes. 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 And I'm excited about today's episode. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. And specifically, you know, it's funny about this. When we're going to talk about it, the parallel universes and how they work. The mainstream Marvel movies did a very solid job lining up with pretty much exactly what the law one says about it. So, you know, if you're into superhero movies, you've probably seen the multiverse explained. So I'm going to actually just kind of hit that from the way the law of one hits it. And it really lines up nice and crispy. Okay. So... That's what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to start with some proof from the Law of One explaining it, and then we're going to go even deeper on not just parallel universes, but the existence. The existence of many universes and many laws and how the natural laws work and how it just basically goes from, from the last episode we talked about infinite going and turning into going from oneness infinity going from oneness into manyness and that's forever what's happening right that was the culmination of that episode and then today we're going to hit that even further after we talk about the parallel universes because that's what happens next right if infinity is exploring itself forever then there needs to be a way to do that and how do we do that through the parallel from the infinite parallel universes okay and so let's just get right into it so welcome, grab your popcorn, sit down, and relax. We'll get into that one next episode. I was going to talk about the logos today. I know I keep teasing it, but not today. Okay, so session 16, question 53. Questioner, all right. Continuing with what we were just talking about, namely densities. I understand that each density has seven sub-densities, which again have seven sub-densities, which again have seven sub-densities. This expands at an extremely large rate as things are increasing in powers of seven. Does this mean that in any density level of anything that you can think of is happening? And many things that you never thought of are happening. Are there? Dot, dot, dot. Everything is happening. Dot, dot, dot. This is confusing. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> this was the actual question. Okay, so Ra replies. From your confusion, we select the concept with which you struggle. That being infinite opportunity, you may consider any possibility slash probability complex as having an existence. So if it's possible, it exists. That's what it's saying. So this, when we talk about infinite parallel universes, we're just saying that if you can perceive it, if you can think about it, there is a reality in which that's happening. So when people talk about manifestation or this or, you know, attract, attracting things into your life that you want, what they're really talking about is infinite parallel universes. And there's a, there's a version of you in a parallel universe that in the future, because the future is just a potential. So in the potential future, right, because it says possibility slash probability, because the future is a probability right now because it isn't manifested in this present moment. So the probability of you, you know, attracting this thing is going to depend on whether you even believe it's possible. We hit that in, I think it was the last episode, one of the last couple where we talked about, you have to believe, no, it was not the last one. It was one before that. You have to believe that it's possible for it to even happen in your life 
when it comes to attracting things. That's what the that's what the law of one says. Okay, so that's super interesting. That if it if you can think about it being possible and you can start to attract that, then it already actually exists because everything is simultaneous. From one, if you're outside of the human game, it's simultaneously happening. And you can just think about it like if you're going to pick a level. Like if you're out, and again, universe of game. If you're going to pick a level that things are happening on, how do I explain this in a way that makes sense? <laughs> There's a bunch of games to play. And I know you can't see, I'm not really pointing at anything in particular, but say that you're choosing between all the different levels to play, you know, if you're playing a, a game, you might choose this level, or this level, or this level. Well, they're all happening simultaneously. And from the human experience, it feels like you're playing them. You're playing them like it's linear. You're going into the game, you're playing the game, and then it ends. But from outside the game, it isn't, it's all happening at once. Okay. And I know that that's hard to, hard to fathom, but if you stretch yourself out even more, imagine that everything is one being. Instead of you being just going into the game and playing, imagine that you were so powerful that you could be outside the game and doing stuff at the same time because you are everything. Everything is one. So you could split yourself up to where this version of you, which is you in this body, is doing the things. And then, you know, on top of it, you're also outside the game doing stuff. And then you're also everybody else. <laughs> so it's all simultaneous. All right. All right. Got that? I hope we got that. Okay, so let's continue on. So session 13, question 13. Questioner, was the galaxy that we are in created by the infinite intelligence or was it created by a portion of individualized infinite intelligence Ra, the galaxy and all other things of material of which you are aware are products of individualized portions of intelligent infinity as each exploration began it in turn found its focus and became a co-creator so Everything is an individualized portion that eventually returns back into that oneness state or allness, which happens in the seventh density. That's kind of what is being said here. So using intelligent infinity, each portion created a universe and allowing the rhythms of free choice to flow. So they're, you know, getting deeper, they're talking about how in the beginning, intelligent infinity itself had to split itself up, and this is what we might call the Logos. That the Logos is one of these things, and we'll get into this concept more, but just to mention it, that each portion created a universe and allowing the free rhythms of choice to flow, playing with the infinite spectrum of possibilities, each individualized portion channeled the love-slash-light into what you call intelligent energy thus creating the so-called natural laws of any particular universe. Okay, so... Yeah, that, that's pretty self-explanatory. Each universe, in turn, individualized to a focus becoming, in turn, co-creator and allowing further diversity, thus creating further intelligent energies, regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you call a solar system. 
Okay, so let's just read that again because that was a mouthful and a, a brainful. So each universe, in turn, individualized to a focused becoming. So it individualized into something that had awareness that was becoming something else. That's what focus becoming. But it's not really because it already is intelligent infinity. It's just pretending or it's going through a process or it's playing the game. Okay. So in turn, the co-creator and allowing further diversity, thus creating further intelligent energies, energies, regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you call a solar system. So it just keeps going down. It keeps individualizing more and more. Thus, each solar system has its own, shall we say, local coordinate system of illusory natural laws. It shall be understood that any portion, no matter how small, of any density or illusory pattern contains, as in holographic picture, the one creator, which is infinity. Thus, all begins and ends in mystery. So, this actually has very interesting implications that the solar system has its own set of natural laws, but that doesn't mean other solar systems have the same natural laws. So, but also, we got this word holographic that comes again. So, holographic universe is one big component of when you think about the universe being a game, understanding how holographics work is important. So if we're saying the universe is a game, we're saying that it's not the absolute reality and it's a hologram of some sort. And so this is just part of it being a game. And we can see things that are of holographic nature when we play a video game that it's holographic in one sense. Okay? So it shall be understood no matter how small of any density that... Yeah, okay, we got that. So, session 13 again, question 15. Primarily then, how the, shall we say, the planetary system that we are in now evolved, was it all created at once, or was there first our sun created, and this, inaudible, was created? So, was it created at once, or was it in order? Ra. The process is from the larger in your illusion, the smaller... Okay, the process is from larger in your illusion to smaller. Thus, the co-creator individualizing the galaxy created energy patterns which then focused in multitudinous focuses of further conscious awareness of intelligent infinity. So, it went from larger to smaller. First, you've got, basically think about it like you have intelligent infinity which created this universal mind and then this universal mind individuated itself into uh, the galactic minds, and then the galactic minds individualized itself into uh, its, its creations, which are going to be solar systems and all the stars. And then the sun itself individualized it even more into all the different things. And then the earth individualized itself into the, the beings that inhabit it. Thus, the solar system of which you experience inhabitation is of its own patterns, rhythms, and so-called natural laws which are unique to itself. However, the progression is from the galaxy 
spiraling energy to the solar spiraling energy to the planetary spiraling energy to the experiential circumstances of spiraling energy which begin the first density of awareness or consciousness of planetary entities so everything is just spiraling the spiral is really important to the law of one that when we start to look at density is one of the biggest descriptions is you're just light spiraling up and you're just going to keep spiraling up. There's no end. There's no end to the light spiraling up because that's all it does. And so you are just on a, on an infinite spiral that is just exploring what it's like to spiral. All right. So question 22, session 15. Now, you also said that you offered the law of one, which is a balancing of love slash light and light slash love. Is there any difference between love, light and light, love? Ra, this will be the final question of this time space. There is the same difference between love slash light and light slash love as there is between teach slash learning and learning slash teaching. Love slash light is the enabler, the power, the energy giver. Light slash love is the manifestation which occurs when light has been impressed with love. Okay. So to simplify that, love slash light is the enabler, the power, the energy giver. So love is the power source of everything. And this is what I mean when I say that you can't have existence without love because love is a power source for anything to exist. So this is what I've said this in many episodes, but you know, you love is the fabric of reality itself and love is that which powers it. And this is what I mean. And this is what Ra is saying that light slash love instead of love slash light is the manifestation of it, which means that love is a power source and light is what we call the things that we see, but it really is love. That that's, Honestly, that's what I am getting from it. So session 19, question 20 now. Well, this would seem that there is a relationship then between what we perceive as physical phenomena, say the electrical phenomena, and the phenomena of consciousness. And that they, having stemmed from the one creator, are practically identical but have slightly different actions as we tape ends. Is this correct? Okay, so we didn't get the end of the question. But he's asking about what's all the phenomena about? And I put that in there so you understood what the question was about. I'm not sure if I need to do that, but I do it just for reference. If you want to go check out the reference or you want to get context. But sometimes the context doesn't make sense because there's a little that happens. All right? Actually, part of the game. It's part of the game of getting this this channeling, right? So, video is showing very small. Hmm. Is it really showing very, very small? Okay, man. Every time that I swear, every time that we're live, you know, on a live show. With no moderators, you just got a one-man band going here. You just hope it works out. Let's uh, let's look on my phone. It's all messed up. I'm just going to have to... 
I'm just gonna have to re-upload it then. You know why I did this? I was messing with TikTok Live because I figured out you could do it from your computer yesterday and it must have messed up something in the system. That's fun. So I'm just gonna... So if you're watching this live, just enjoy the audio experience. <laughs> because we're almost at the very end now. So, um... So yeah, I don't know what the heck that's about. And it just looks really low quality. Yeah, I'll just re-upload it because I have it... Oh, that's because I, I, I... It's actually not low quality. It's just squished. But it looks perfect on my end. That's fine. On the uh, streaming software, it looks good. But, uh, but I'll just... Yeah, I'll, up, I'll upload it right after this. So if you're having the live experience and just I hope you're enjoying the listening... And uh, take this as a podcast, because this is a podcast last show. Okay. And um, I haven't gotten it fully on line to Spotify and Apple Podcasts yet, but that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. We've just got a lot going on, you know, getting out these daily episodes and everything. So let's just continue. I don't want to talk about that. Let's just finish up because we are, we are almost at the end of the slides, and I think we're, uh, we're nailing it. So this is fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Okay. So, yeah, and I really hope you are enjoying and getting it. And I see all the love in the chat, and I really appreciate that. Really appreciate it. Sending y'all so much love. All right. So we got a couple more. And uh, let's, hit, let's just hit the question again. For context, we don't really know what he meant because we didn't get the full question. Okay. The physical complex alone is created of many, many energy or electromagnetic fields interacting due to intelligent energy. The mental configurations or distortions of each complex further adding fields of electromagnetic energy and distorting the physical complex patterns of energy. Okay. So, it, usually at the end of the raw quotes, it gets a little bit simpler. So we'll just let it go for now. I'm not going to try and explain that. The spiritual aspect serving as a further complexity of fields which is of itself perfect, which can be realized in many distorted and unintegrated ways by the mind-body-spirit complex of energy fields. Or by the mind-body, not spirit. Okay. Thus, and I'll explain it at the end. Thus, instead of one, shall we say, magnet with one polarity, you have in the mind-body-spirit complex one basic polarity expressed in what you would call violet ray energy. The sum of the energy fields, but which is affected by thoughts of all kinds of generated by the mind complex, by distortions of the body complex. This is just hitting on so many things that I talk about, but the raw is just saying them in a very complicated way. And so, you know what I'm going to do? I think you're just going to forget, and I'm going to forget my thoughts. So I'm just going to say my thoughts as they come up. And they're not my thoughts, of course. I'm going to tell you what I'm what I'm contemplating as I read this. Because, you know, that, that's what all these episodes are really about, is, you know, interpreting these in a way that are understandable. So, when we talk about you have one basic polarity that is expressed as violet ray, remember, Roy G. Biv are your different rays. You got red, orange, yellow, G, green, blue, indigo, violet. Okay, and violet's the top, so we're talking about the crown chakra. And so when we have the uh, the violet ray energy here, 
What we're saying is that all of these other energies are just distortions of the one awareness that lies within this energy field here, and that these other ones are distortions of that basically in infinity or pure awareness comes down through your crown chakra. And the human experience gets denser and denser as it goes through all the different chakras, and they have different distortions for each of them. And when you align them, you align yourself to perfect infinity and pure awareness. And all of it is one basic polarity. And this is how it all turns into one eventually. But you can imagine that each chakra or ray is connected to each density. So if you have red ray, you're going to have first density. Now you're going to have the uh, next orange ray, you're going to have second density. And so each of them are connected to a different distortion. And the distortions are also, we actually haven't hit those at all yet, but that's going to come up quite soon as well. Talking about the energy centers. The energy centers are one of the most important concepts to me in the Law of One, which is why I really believe the most important things that you can study are going to be, you know, I, this might be a little bit off topic, but the top three things that have helped me in my life, they're not the most important to, to everyone, but the things that have helped me the most are going to be learning about the levels of consciousness with Dr. Hawkins, obviously the law of one, and this is not in particular order, but the law of one, levels of consciousness, and the, the chakra system. Those three things are the most pivotal in my own awakening, and so that's why I want to cover all threes of these the most I can. And, you know, we're going to get to levels of consciousness and the energy centers. The energy centers are, are completely off on their own, but it's really fascinating that the law of one talks about them as well, because you don't get that in a lot of other <laughs> teachings where they have Hinduism that might talk about chakras and you might have other different spiritual texts that might talk about chakras and they might focus on it, but the law of one still hits on it and it, and it actually explains it the same exact way, but it actually incorporates the densities. So it's all connected, which is fascinating about the law of one that it, it's so overarching and explains the whole picture, which is why I love it. But again, it's dense, so we have to be able to break it down into digestible pieces. Okay, so we'll continue on. And by the numerous relationships between the microcosm and which is the entity, the microcosm, which is the entity, okay, remember that, and the macrocosm in many forms, which you call the viewing of the stars, or which you may represent by the viewing of the stars, as you call them each with a contributing energy ray which enters the electromagnetic web of in the entity due to its individual distortions. Okay, so you are going to distort based on your own relationships with the microcosms, which the, it says is the, the entity, but to me also, just a reflection here, the microcosm is also the other microcosms. So that would be the other entities and then that is going to be like your family, your friends, and that they're going to cause your relationships and your energy centers to distort in some way. And so each with a contributing energy ray, which enters the electromagnetic web of the entity due to its individual distortions. So you have all of these different rays which enter the tapestry of the universe. And all of these have their own distortions. And when they're not aligned, that's when we suffer. 
Okay. So that was one of the most complex parts of the law of one have done so far, honestly, this last question. So if you didn't understand it, I'm going to go through it one more time. And then that's going to be it for today's show. But I think it's important to kind of get, get a grasp on what's being said here. So the physical complex alone is created of many, many energy or electromagnetic. Okay. I can't even say it. It's so complex. The physical complex alone is created of many, many energy or electromagnetic fields interacting due to the intelligent energy. Okay. So break this down. You have many different energy fields. If you go into, there's so many different things that you can study, which they talk about how there's different fields that run through your body. Your body is made up of so many different types of energy, but you have one baseline energy. And this is what the violet ray to me is what you're talking about when it, when it says that later in the quote, okay, the mental configurations or distortions of each complex further adding fields of electromagnetic energy and distorting the physical complex patterns of energy. So the mental distorts the physical. That's why this is important to understand. Every part of your experience affects the whole experience. So if you're, if you're mentally struggling, it's going to affect your physical body that it's, it's actually just as above, so below. If you're, you know, your body, your mental is just one other one of the seven sacred bodies. Again, you have the physical, mental, mental, astral, and causal are the first four of the seven. And so when these are not aligned, when they're distorted in some way, it's going to affect your physical experience. That's why when we look at Dr. Michael Newton's work in Journey of Souls, that people will have things that they don't know why they're hurt in this life. They have some sort of issue that's been their whole life. And it turns out when they go into the superconscious state, it's from something that happened in their past life. So maybe that's a, that might be a spiritual distortion because in the next part of the quote, it says the spiritual aspect serving as a further complexity of fields, which is of itself perfect, but which can be realized in many distorted and unintegrated ways by the mind and body complexes. So it's not, I almost think of that as like, it's imperfect that you're, that you're, you're imperfectly imperfect. You're imperfectly perfect. There it is. That perfect, what perfection is of the definition. So when we think something is imperfect, but how do we know that it's perfectly imperfect? Maybe it, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it is perfectly imperfect. That it was perfect the whole time. Because when does perfect, when does imperfection start? And when does perfection begin? Is it when you get something or is it at the, at this moment, are you perfect? Are you perfectly in the position you are right now on your journey? So that's an interesting one to contemplate. So the spiritual aspect goes on top of the mind, body, spirit complex, and then it adds complexity to the fields. And you realize this. And also think about this from a second density to third density perspective. If you're just a mind-body complex, you haven't realized the spirit. Maybe you're a high dent, you're a dog or something. I know that sounds weird, but again, go watch the second density video <laughs> or listen to it, right? And uh, think about how if you have if you're a higher density 
higher second density life, you're going to be maybe a wolf, you're going to be maybe some sort of animal, and that you might be distorted and unintegrated in some way. And then when you realize the spiritual aspect, you're going to add that in, and then you're going to undistort that. And that's the process. That's the process. But who knows if there's a correlation between what happened in the mind-body, if you were, let's say, transitioning from the mind-body complex consciousness, which might be a dog, maybe you're transitioning from that into a human body. Are you still affected by that? I don't know. I've never had any research on that or heard it. So if you have, leave a comment down below. So the, and don't leave it on this video if you're live, because I'm going to delete this video and I'm going to re-upload it. Okay. So thus, instead of one, shall we say, magnet with one polarity, you have in the body-mind-spirit complex one basic polarity expressed in what you would call violet ray energy. The sum of the energy fields, but which is affected by thoughts of all kinds generated by the mind complex, by distortions of the body complex. Okay. How I think of this is actually, uh, I think of it like, let's see if we can, and, and now the streaming software freezes. Man. I was going to switch to the levels of consciousness, but I don't need to have the visual. Think about it like this. You, when you're in levels of 3D, you're in levels of what I call identified as body. Okay, now it wants to work. There we go. So you'll see it if you're watching video. If you're not, just I'll explain. So levels of 3D here. Now you're in this space where you're identified with the body. And then 4D is identified as the mind. And then 5D is identified as the soul. Now, the soul is where you start to have the violet ray energy activated. And you're no longer identified as these lower levels. So if we just go back and we look at this slide here. Let's see. There it is. And it says, the sum of the energy fields, which is affected by thoughts of all kinds generated by the mind complex and body. What it's saying is that you can't get to high levels of consciousness. Or it's not saying that you can't, but your infinite awareness is affected by your distortions of what your body has and your mind. And think about that from a level of consciousness standpoint, that you might be, you might be in a lower energetic state, which is going to affect your violet ray activation, essentially. So even though we all are perfect, as it said, we might not realize that because of the distortion of the body and mind complexes, which are basically of the mental configuration, whether it's like in, in this life or a past life, you might have distorted a certain way because of these events. And so you might be still working that out and you might have your distortions. And as you forgive, you stop karma. That forgiveness is the stoppage of karma. And as you do that and you feel these emotions and you release that pressure, the distortion leaves. Like it's a TV that is, that's still distorted, right? And as you try to tune into love, let's say you're trying to tune into the picture on the TV of love, but you have all these body-mind distortions of what you think love is or what happened to you in your past and how difficult it was or all of these, this anger, fear, sadness, that's going to affect your ability to connect to that. And I know that at this point, we might be a little bit far off from parallel universes, but I do really believe that this all comes together, that we have this intelligent universe that exists within. 
us and also within all. And from an as above, so below perspective, maybe that all of this is going to work out in an incredible way on this planet, even though it might not seem like it, maybe it ab absolutely will. And maybe one on a personal note, what if all beings that are suffering are somehow learning their lessons perfectly for them? If you believe creation is perfect and creation doesn't make mistakes, then that inherently would have to be the truth. If perfection is everything, then wouldn't creation itself be perfect and everyone is perfectly in their own in their own existence doing the things that they want to do. And I'm pulling up a slide, that's why I'm talking weird. I want you to see this. So I have a life view here. Let's see if it'll pull up if I close this. Here it is. So this is if you haven't seen this, this is the levels of consciousness, the life view. So when you're at the level of consciousness of peace, you view life as perfect. So if you're, if you wish to be at peace, maybe you start to view life as perfect the way that it is. And not try to justify why it's not perfect by this or that or this or that. And when we see, when we get to enlightenment, the life view is, is, it is, is. How funny is that? That that's all. We have no opinion on life. We just let it be as it is. But we actually contribute through our own, at that point, you know, enlightenment. That might be through our own teachings, not as in personal teachings, but teachings of pure consciousness, whatever flows through. And if you want to know what that's about, get into Dr. Hawkins' books, because that's a whole nother side tangent I could talk about for three hours. So anyways, that'll do it for today's episode. I'm going to re-upload this, and if you're watching the re-upload, solid. It worked. We got the audio. Life is good. <laughs> if you're watching live, too, I appreciate you, and uh, thank you so much for being here, and I'm glad that you're pursuing a path of enlightenment. Not saying that I have gotten there, but we, I think that's what we all want, to be fully realized, self-realized, path of self-realization, whatever you want to call it. It's all... All the same to me that we are looking to alleviate suffering, if you wish to put it in the Buddha sense, the stoppage of suffering. And then you actually reach or realize your true nature once you stop suffering. How do you do that? That's what, we're, that's what the whole series is about. That's what we're getting into. That's why we go daily, because there's so much information on the Law of One and so many other things. So if you got something from this video... Drop a comment. Tell me what you thought. If you're listening on an audio platform, drop a follow. Let them know that you liked the video. If you liked the video, like the video. That would be great. And again, if you're live, go to the re-upload and like it. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. I will see y'all in the next episode. Thank you for watching. Peace.